even though this podcast discusses themes of violence, there is no coarse language or dirty jokes. You can actually listen to this with your kids. Think of it this way. If Sam Alvey and Rich Franklin got together and had a podcast baby, we'd be it. No viewer discretion is advised. When a fist hits your eye from an Italian guy, that's Vittore. Why he's ranked below nine, the UFC's lost their mind, that's Matore. I'm the man, I, I, I'm what everyone is watching tonight. I feel like I was the main event. Oh! Huge elbow What if three friends pretended they were professional podcasters talking about the greatest sport none of them have ever competed in? It's like the great Ecuadorian philosopher Chido Vera once said. If you want to kick with a kicker, make sure you're ready for kick. This is my MMA podcast. Hey, all you couch warriors out there. Welcome back once again to another episode of Fanciful Fun and the glorious adulation that is meant to tickle the ivories of your ears and send your hearts into the soulless stratosphere reserved only for the undying patrons of MMA. You stay up way too late to see the main event. Spend way too much money on pay-per-views and take the time to listen to shows just like this. You are the Mm -hmm. true heroes out there and we salute you. On behalf of me and the boys, I would like to personally welcome you to The The Big Big Show. This is episode 47 of the My MMA podcast known round town and round the world as the most violent family-friendly podcast on the internet. So what the heck is going on in mixed martial arts? Well, it seems that the UFC has been dropping fighters faster than Jake Paul can drop names after his last fight with What's-His-Face and still continue to keep fans engaged. (laughs) Jordan Levitt puts a period on his night this last weekend with a slam knockout reminiscent of Tito Ortiz KO slam of Evan Tanner back in 2001. Oh, wow. Back back. Nice callback. Nice callback. Figueredo is scheduled to fight again this weekend, potentially proving his status as the greatest flyweight contender the UFC has ever seen, or maybe the most intense guy who lost a fight he shouldn't have taken so quickly. Either way, UFC 256 gives us Fergie versus Oliveira, Kevin Holland, a bright and bushy-tailed Brandon Marina, and fan favorite Junior DeSantos is back to make some waves. So, welcome to the party. It's not a dull week here on the show, and we've got a lot to talk about. I.E.Marvin Vittori. Who is freaking (laughs) Marvin Vittori? Thank you, you sir, for being you. Right? I think everybody can agree with that one. Absolutely. So in the interest of proper introductions and suitable salutations, I am Mark Allen David, and with me, as always, are the backbone of this here show. My two favorite pontificators of truth, two gentlemen who walk through fire to save me, assuming that the fire wasn't that bad, and of course also assuming that they had the proper equipment necessary to shield them from the heat that was available. <laughs> let's just say that they do the best they could with what they had at the time. Anyway, it's Mr. Wesley <laughs> Edwards and DJ Trevor Owens. Oh boy. Guys, I got a hey look, I got a bang energy drink just so I can be alert for this show because I know it's gonna be a good one. Hold it's on one second. It's gonna be a good just... one. It's gonna be fire, bro. Fire, fire, like the kind of fire that only 
two friends would save you from if <sighs> you were third on their mm. list? Dude, are we sponsored? That was a call Did you just that. pull a sponsor there, Wes? Are we sponsored by Bang Energy Drinks? <laughs> no, but we are. We're not sponsored by Bang, but this particular episode, we are sponsored by the brand new cologne, the Marvin Vittori. Oh my gosh. Cologne for men. Now that's that's uh, even better. Never that heard thing of it. is going to be never flying of off the shelves. I betcha. Yeah, yeah. It's a new Italian cologne. Mm. It's very, very I'll, good. I'll, I, I'm a huge fan of Italy. I love the Louvre. Me too. That's also that was, that not was there. For you, Trevor. It's in France. <laughs> it was for you, Trevor. Sorry. <laughs> let me just start off by saying gentlemen that i i don't know if you guys know this or not and i'm going to venture to say that you feel the same as me but i love mixed Mm. martial arts (laughs) oh man after this last weekend i don't know how you can't honestly i love mixed Martial arts. I'm, I'm, even before I got here tonight, I was at the gym and I'm watching a Chuck Liddell documentary as watching his journey up to his championship to, to the time that he lost. It's like, I remember that that was so long ago, but it wasn't. And I just am, I'm so passionate about this sport. And I love the fact that 20 years ago, you had just as compelling of fighters and fights happening. And then fast forward, we've got a new breed of fighters like Davis and Figueroa. You've got, you know, even Brandon Marino, who's fighting him this weekend to, you know, people like Calista Shields still making it interesting to Kayla Harrison, who's kind of like coming out of nowhere. I mean, there's so much to talk about in this particular sport. And I love the fact that we get to talk about this every single week. It's my favorite part of the week, this conversation of what these people put on the line week in and week out, every single weekend we've got fights, whether it's Bellator absolutely, or or the UFC. And this weekend was no different. We We were blessed to have an incredible fight card that was for free. And if you didn't watch it, you are nuts because you missed all of these Guys you missed something putting it absolutely great super amazing absolutely and i am i'm in awe of the sport i'm in awe of the athletes so there's my rant for the night today the news broke now just just to back up for a second two months ago there was this rumbling in the news if i may about anthony johnson coming back to the sport of mma a possible heavyweight contender ufc was interested then he got in a little bit of trouble and things kind of slowed down and then it looked like he was going to get signed to the ufc again but just today there was the old switcheroo and i'm I'm wondering, Trevor, the old if, switcheroo. If, if there's something that we're missing here, because I thought he had signed to the UFC, but lo and behold, today the news comes out that he signs to Bellator. First of all, is that a good move for him? And is there something happening behind the scenes? Are are we getting a trade here? Maybe for like a a. a <laughs> I'm just I'm throwing it out there because I want it to be true. But is it potent? Is there a potential that the heavyweight champ of Bellator moves back over to the UFC mm. and one Mr. Ryan Bader for for a wow. trade for Rumble Johnson? What do you think? Well, what do you think? What do you think? Come on, I tell I me tell you, I haven't even. Right. I haven't even considered that, but wouldn't that make sense? You know, because both of them, yes. as much as we love Bader, are probably entering the last phases of their career. Rumble Johnson is in his last phase of his career, still with some fights left, but you know, he's not a young buck anymore. He's been through some wars, so I do think it's a good move for Rumble to go over, and don't think I didn't catch your pun over there, rumbling a couple of seconds ago. I definitely caught that. Ah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much. I, 
I do think yeah, that that's so a good. Much. I think that's a good move for him. I think he can be successful over there. Uh, but it's interesting that Scott Coker said that they're done with signing the OGs because I would I would probably put Rumble as an as in that category, not at the age of somebody like Yoel Romero, but he is definitely a weathered fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, either one of you can pipe in here, but I'll, I'll throw it to Mark. Why would Bellator not want to sign Yoel Romero? Like they're saying they're not interested. Why would Bellator, who needs marquee names and fighters, a guy who's still fighting rather well at age 42 or 3 or whatever he is, why wouldn't Bellator want to sign that guy? If the UFC is cutting all these fighters... Yeah, but like, I don't I don't know if it's necessarily that, that Bellator doesn't want to sign him or we don't know what he really wants to do at 43 years old. So I don't know if it's, you know, like we're not behind the scenes. Um, I think that they probably would want to sign him if they could, they could put a proper matchup but I don't necessarily think that Romero is looking for a fight right now. As much as as much as the publicity says he is, but to that point, I mean, you're when you're 43 years old. I mean, come on, how many fights you got left? Go what, ahead, Trevor. I, I think this is really important for a marketing standpoint. So y'all is still not an easy out. I mean, say what you want to, but the champion of the world had trouble with him, albeit a boring fight. Definitely one of the most boring fights I've ever seen in my life. But hundred percent. Agree. Israel did not walk through him like other fighters have been able to do against opponents. And let's say that Yol goes over to Bellator and then he beats their champion, okay? Which could happen, which could absolutely happen. It could ha- absolutely happen. And then happen. the lifespan. Hey, it's Gegard Musasi. Gegard Musasi. But okay, well, would be a great matchup. But track with me here. Let's say that he beats them. His longevity isn't that long because he's already forty-three years old. He's weathered. That's right. He hasn't looked that great in his last fights. So let's say he comes in, he gets pumped up, he wins, but then he's there for a year and a half. And then he's out of there. He's destroyed that division that he's in. It has no momentum anymore. Next thing you know, he's fighting Roy Jones Jr. Wes? <laughs> well, what I would say to that is... that was I, I'm sorry, that was funny. That was for you, Trevor. But anyway, go ahead, Thank Wes. Thank you. Thank you. It was so quick that I actually... I couldn't... I, I didn't keep up with it, but you did say <laughs> he's a fight Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> well, here's what I would say to that, which is not necessarily a rebuttal, but I thought he won against Paulo Costa you know, three fights ago. And like you said, no one's, no one's three fights ago. No one's really beating him. They're just getting a decision. And I think Bellator's really foolish to not sign him, even if he's only there for a year and a half or two, because he's going to bring eyeballs to their organization, which Bellator desperately needs, especially during a pandemic. When you've got Gegard Masasi as the middleweight champion there, sitting right there, he's, Gegard needs marquee matchups to help pump up his and let's just say let's just say Yoel wins against Masasi that's a that's a great thing for Bellator let's say Masasi beats Yoel it's a great thing for Bellator and I just think it's foolishness to take a guy who still looks rather well at that age who could give them another year and a half to two years and look it'd be different if Bellator was competitive with the UFC in regards to the roster but they're not even close so I think it's this is the organization that had Kimbo Slice versus Ken Shamrock come on Bellator sign a real fighter and and stop doing rematches like Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock but Wes let me throw this at you oh man and Mark Mark alluded to this in his intro 
Castro. UFC is going to cut more fighters. Do you think that they're kind of waiting to see who UFC cuts at the first of the year before they make decisions? They may still sign Yoel Romero, but they may want to see yeah, that's true. who the UFC is going to let go. And how's one doing during the pandemic? Are they going to let some fighters go? Is Demetrius Johnson going to come back and be... You know, not forgotten in the United States. Oh, that- oh, I would love that. Oh man, go ahead, Wes. What do you got? So what 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 I would say to that is out of the sixty plus fighters that the UFC is cutting, which we don't know who they are completely yet, name somebody else with more name recognition right now in your brain that's on a losing streak that's more famous than Yoel Romero. Diego Sanchez. <laughs> I was you beat me to it. Well, that's funny. He allegedly lost. I don't know if that's true. He allegedly lost. <laughs> I was I was I was tracking with you, Trevor. I was tracking with you. I was like, ah, I gotta beat him to that joke. Anyway, go ahead, Diego. Diego, all the way. Uh, <laughs> I just think that I just think that it's a great a great point that you make that they are possibly waiting to see. But I just think that it's foolishness to take somebody like Yoel, who's at the top of the game. To, to let that go. I, I personally think that uh, Romero, I, I think it's on Romero's side as to why he's not signed or why he's not made that move. I, I don't think it's on their side. Well, Bellator says they're just not interested in him. So I, I don't know. Maybe he's... maybe I, he's, That's fine, but I, I don't necessarily think that that's true. Well, I, I think that that's, you know, that's what they say. Well, and I was just going to say, maybe he's he's just pricing himself out, out uh, of... It's very possible. I think there's, a, yeah, there's a lot of facts. Well, all that being said, Rumble Johnson to uh, Bellator. And actually, it's a great fight if Bader versus Rumble, you know, comes yes. to fruition at the heavyweight. Yes. I think... Let's see it. I love it. I love it. That's a think. That's a great. I think that's a great fight. Uh, I do. I do want to jump all the way to the co-main event already, guys. We've got Mister Tony Ferguson making his long-awaited. Actually, he's not been that long. uh, Come back here against uh, Mister Oliveira, guys. Oliveira is a tough, tough dude. And I also might add that they kind of look like twins. They really kind of look alike. So that's. I don't know if this has anything to do with. But if I was to close my eyes and think, who's the perfect matchup for Charles? Who's the perfect matchup for Tony? Th- this is really an incredible matchmaking job by the UFC here. I can't think. Oh, it's perfect, especially it, for Komen. And and based on the weight of the fight, but also to the the aftermath of who wins. Char- I mean, Mark, I- I'll say this: Ch- Charles has looked really good lately. Tony obviously lost his last fight against Gaethje. However, it's Tony. Who do you who do you think wins this fight, man? Who who's the momentum? Who who's the momentum swinging towards uh, uh, this weekend in the co-main event? I mean, to me, it's all it's all Tony. Uh, I I think that it's so bizarre to me that Tony Ferguson. This is one of the things that I I guess I, I guess I shouldn't say aggravates me. Maybe that's the way to say it. But that the momentum shift of fans is one fight to the next. When Tony Ferguson was the greatest of all time until one fight, one time he lost. And why did he lose? You can break that down however you want to. Now he's going to go up against another guy and we go, oh, okay, you know that guy? Remember that guy, Tony Ferguson? Remember him? Remember when he was like really big? What do you mean like three months ago when he was like the greatest fighter you've ever seen in your life and all you want to do is see <laughs> Tony Ferguson fight everybody ever? Yeah. And now he's going to go up against somebody else and you're like, well, you know, maybe does he really have a shot? Yes! Right. Yes, he's still one of the greatest fighters we've ever seen and still one of the greatest fighters in his weight class and still absolutely spectacularly amazing. He is an absolute killer. I don't understand why anybody wouldn't favor Tony 
Ferguson in this fight. There's all sorts of reasons why you should favor Tony Ferguson in this fight. And it, it, to me, anything that you think outside of that box to me is just a hype game. You're watching too many UFC press conferences, in my opinion. Tony Ferguson is absolutely going to win this fight. And if he doesn't, it's because he didn't prepare for it and he did a bad job. And I can tell you this, when you take a guy that's won that many fights and fought that hard and actually came to the cream of the crop, who's been the absolute center of the universe that lost a fight and he knew why he lost it. He's not coming into this one looking to lose it again. So Tony Ferguson all the way. Did, did, did I So did Trevor I make my point emphatically enough? Give me the rebuttal to that. Man, listen. Uh, like like obviously Tony is Tony is Tony, but Listen, I'm picking Charles in this one, boys. I'm picking oh, Charles. No. This dude this dude is on a seven-fight finishing streak. He has finished his last seven wow. opponents. He's 31 years old. Tony didn't look like Tony in his last fight. 36 years old. Lots of wars. Man, and if you'll remember, Tony almost lost a couple of times uh, before. Well, he definitely almost lost to Anthony Pettis. That was a straight-out war. But, but let me say this. There was a war. Here we go, boys. This has fight of the year candidate written all over it they are so evenly i agree 100% matched yeah and yeah. man let's go you got a submission expert against another wrestling expert and mm. man let's go let's see this fight come on but i'm picking charles boys there's uh. there, no matter i'm gonna tell you no matter who wins this fight pay ufc that money dog give him that money now i do need to insert this in here I want Tony to win. I'm pulling for Tony. I want him to win. But there was something in his last fight that said, and I don't know if it was the switch of Khabib. It could have been. It could have been. He trained this whole time for it. He thought this was going to happen. He got yanked out from under him again. And maybe his, he wasn't there mm-hmm. mentally. But right. I'm pulling for Tony, but I'm picking Charles. Look, if Tony wins, yes. he gets a title shot. I think I think Dana will do that. Right. It might be one of those things that actually could make Khabib come out for 30-0. Wes, don't you tease me. Now, if we get Khabib and Tony in 2021, <laughs> oh my gosh. Now, Trevor, let me read you a quote. You ready? MMA fans need to bow down and kiss my feet and throw rose petals because I'm actually making the transition. I'm not just saying it. I'm actually doing it. So give me my props. Never say that I was scared of anybody in MMA. Trevor, that was said by the current WBC, WBA, current reigning, pound for pound, best female boxer on the planet. Yes, son. Clarissa Shields. She's throwing the gauntlet down. Now, here's what's interesting, Trevor. She's training at Jackson Wink right now mm-hmm. with the likes of John Jones, right. who also has Holly Holm. There you go. Who was a former boxer. So touche to Clarissa Shields for choosing yes. a camp where she knows she's going to get the right kind of training. First of all, what are your thoughts? She's making MMA fans mad, and I absolutely adore it. I love it. She's making people mad. But give me your thoughts, man. Well, you, I know we've talked about what she may or may not be able to do against like a Kayla Harrison, but but what are your thoughts, man? When she comes out with a statement like that, what are your thoughts? Oh, I love it so much. I can't even tell you how much I love it because she is throwing down the gauntlet, and this MMA fan wants to see her fight. She has now made me yes. interested in seeing her fight. And what did she do? She went 
after, or she went and hooked up with, who did we talk about uh, either last week or the week before? Holly Holm, the person that beat a judo expert. And they're similar backgrounds. Yeah. She's coming into a legit camp. This isn't some back alley mixed martial arts center. This place produces champions like them or not. So I think she couldn't have picked oh, so a better excited. camp. And, and, to be, and to be said, exactly, it, it produces transitional champions. We see people that are coming through this organization that aren't just like born and bred. They've got a lot of work to do. So she's she's matching up. She's going hip to hip with people that are going to tell her what the hard work is, tell her where the problems are. I mean, I don't think that, that Clarissa is just going to walk into the organization or they're walking to UFC or, or I'm sorry, walk into where, where she's at and say, boom, I'm just going to win. But no, she's got a couple of fights in front of her. But good Lord. I mean, if you're going to go with a team, then it's yeah. exciting. That's exciting. But when someone with the caliber of hands and or let's just say the prestige of who she is in the boxing community makes the switch to MMA. And let's just say she doesn't do that well. Here's what's great about that. She is bringing eyeballs to the sport. Once again, we've got boxing and MMA becoming friends again. Absolutely. You've got an MMA fighter, uh, or uh, excuse me, at a boxing, elite boxing athlete who's now giving props to a sport that she's willing to go into because she just simply loves fighting. If you don't like this, you are crazy. If you don't appreciate right. Clarissa, and here's what's cool about that. Next time she fights, I'm going to watch a boxing match. Next time she decides to jump into the ring again, I'm, I'm going to watch because even though I've kind of watched from a distance, I'm not a huge, I don't necessarily pay too much attention to women's boxing, but she has now made me a fan. She's now maybe interested in her as a boxer. And now I'm completely intrigued by the fact that she's moving over to MMA. I love it. I hope she makes a buttload of money to get the eyeball. I hope she makes all the money in the world and sets herself up. Gentlemen, we have got a really amazing main event that's coming up this weekend against Davis and Figueroa and Brandon Marino. Uh, this is a really compelling fight, Mark. Yeah, it is because it's 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 a it's a it's just three weeks ago. Both fighters had stoppages in their respective fights. They both fought on the same card, same card. And later that night, something that Dana White never does, which he never does, matchmaking the night of a UFC. But that night, he announces that these two are going to fight in the main event of 256 for the title. Crazy. I think it's. It's it's unprecedented for sure. And, and Marino is coming in with a lot of steam behind him, and and has made me a believer. Yeah, but but man, Davison dude is a freight train, and he's just an incredible champion, even after one or two title defenses. Right? Just give me give me your initial thoughts and and call the fight. Who wins this one? Well, I think I, for me, it's it's obviously I, I say I, I don't want to be uh, rude about it, uh, but it's obviously Davison for me. Uh, dude, dude, Figgy's the man. Like I, he's the man. He's dude. the man. I, I can't see how he doesn't win this. Uh, it, this is kind of like. Hold on, hold on. I gotta look this up real quick because I was I was thinking about this earlier. Let me look this again so I make sure I, I say this right. This is kind of important. See if I can get this to pull up quick enough. Ah, I know. So uh, uh, the Benitez fight this last weekend. You look at a guy uh, of the Benitez caliber in that Justin Jane's fight, and like. Could I have said that Benitez was going to win this fight? No. He had so many struggles along the way. 
But he was just, he came in so deep and so strong and such a high caliber fighter. And he's fought so many injuries over the years, last couple years. Um, this is what we're seeing with, in my opinion, what we're seeing with, uh, with, with Figueredo. He hasn't fought the injuries and he's still sustained, but he is that level of fighter. So you see guys like Benitez and we go, wow, I can't believe he just destroyed Justin James. Like he just destroyed him. Like, how did that happen? Because he was better. He was that much better of a fighter. And now let's look at what we're talking about in this fight right now. It's obvious to all of us that Davison is a better fighter all the way around. I think he's going to rise to the top. Sometimes when you look at fighters, you you don't see what they've been through, where they're at and where they're going. But right now, we're not even talking about momentum. This is this is a guy that he doesn't sustain injury. He finds a way to win. Just like me, Wes, me and you were talking about this, like with the Vittoria Hermanson fight. Amazingly, Hermanson always finds a way to win a fight, right? He always finds a way. You look back at his history. He can win by submission. He can win by knockout. He can win by, you know, all of that. Dude, you're not going to tell me that Figueredo is not that guy. He's that guy to the next level. He's shockingly amazing at what he does. And I can't see how he he loses this fight. I think this is a no-brainer on my side. I think it's 100% Figueredo. I think that the, even what we've watched in the last couple of, uh, you know, events in these, in looking at these, the trajectory of fighter, this is this is a guy. You're taking, dude. Two fighters taking this fight on three weeks' notice is insane. But it's yeah. not insane for Figueredo. Who is it insane for? Who's the one that should not be taking this fight? That's the question you should be asking. Well, there's a lot of momentum with Moreno, and I think that uh, I think that he's going to do better than I think people think. But I I, I do believe it right now. Trevor, let me ask you this question: uh, Davis Figueroa, would you rather get your hair cut by him or eat his sushi rolls? <laughs> I do not care for sushi, and I prefer male barbers i, I like uh, and and in fact there's a, a guy that's starting to cut hair in Boone. and i can't wait to go to a male i, I like male barbers so I, I would like to have my hair cut by him for sure but yeah you guys got to tell me what's your pick on that fight though you didn't say so here we go my my logic is this i think henry cejudo is an incredible fighter okay who did henry cejudo lose to joseph benavidez and what happened when joseph benavidez fought davidson twice he got cracked twice i think that marino is on a tear but he hasn't fought the competition that davidson has and he's not quite at that level i think we're going to see something very special on saturday night to crown the new or not crown but to and still champion and celebrate another dominant champion at uh at the little guys for the little guys sometimes you've got to go back to allow yourself to move forward. Marvin Vittori. To see where you came from, to being a fighter not in the top 10, even though you can beat most of the top five. Marvin Vittori. Sometimes, sometimes you've got to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, face the man in front of you, and keep moving forward. Vittori. And then, and only then, will you get to the top. Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori. A fragrance for men that'll keep hitting you over and over without stopping until the fight is over. Even on a week's notice, it won't stop. Marvin Vittori. Marvin Vittori. Smell like a champion, even though you're not. Vittori. The main event from this past weekend. I said this, what was it, three or four months ago, 
I said, everyone in the middleweight division needs to pay attention to Marvin Vittori. I, like we, 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 Vittori. we were reading, we were reading things where middleweights did not want to sign to fight him. He couldn't find a fight. He's not even in the top 10, but yet he can't find a fight. What? What are you talking about? And here he is on a week's notice, steps in to fight who? The number five ranked fighter on the planet. And I mean, Mark, come on. That fight was absolutely insane, incredible. And I'm I'm sad it was, that it, it was, was insane. It was yeah. it was it was such an amazing fight. It wasn't just an amazing fight, just like from a kickback on your couch and watch it. I mean, just like that's obviously it was a it was a straight up war between these two guys. Vittori's ground control was something I didn't even expect. Him coming out of the third round, the, when he came out of the third round, having lost the third round, I think we can all agree he lost the third round. Coming out of right. that and looking clean and uh, versatile and still attacking, like listen, listen, we I just said this earlier, like Hermanson, like he's this is a guy that knows how to win. Now he's lost some fights, but I'm telling you, this guy knows how to win. He can win by submission. He can win by striking. He knows how to take a fight all the way to to uh, the fifth round, all the way to win. But Vittori shut him down and every single possible way he didn't have any way to win we knew this coming out of the third round you i I saw this i think you guys saw it too we come into the fourth round i'm like how do you win how do you beat this guy i don't know how i would do it what's the strategy at this point it's like it was so methodical and he was so athletic and he proved points that he's been trying to prove for years um, in this fight, I think he absolutely comes out of this fight looking like an absolute phenom and an absolute hero. This this could not have went better. And if you remember last week, I was looking at this fight as kind of a passe fight. I was thinking, whatever, we're just going to watch this fight. It's a fight night fight. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be bad. I don't know. These guys, you know, short notice. What are you going to do? I was 100% wrong. This was an absolute period on the career of Vittori. This this was one of the most amazing fights. Absolutely 100%. Um, this year, one of the best of this year. I love his quote when he basically said today, uh, or it just was was kind of in the news today, that he says, I will be a nightmare for Israel Adesanya till the day he retires. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Absolutely. I love and he, it. And you know what? I love it. There's a lot of guys that say stuff like that, and you go, whatever, dude. But you just watched the fight, and you went, <laughs> okay, all right, bro. Do you, dog? Yeah. Do you? I want to see you there. I feel you, dog. <laughs> yes. So, tre- So Trevor does... Someone like Vittori deserve a shot at Israel now, or should we match him up with the likes of like a Darren Till or even a Conanier? You know, like before we give him that ultimate title shot, even though he's already fought Izzy, I'm going to watch regardless of who he's fighting. But absolutely, what's the path you'd like to see him take? You know, all those fights make sense. I mean, besides the Jack fight, you can look at the top seven and match him up. And it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Even a Derek Brunson makes sense down at seven, or you can throw oh, him up there against. And, yeah. and I, I don't think that that's the fight to make. But for Derek Brunson, 
you know that would be a really that would be a real feather in his cap if he could beat somebody uh, with coming off of this very notable win. Uh, I like the Till matchup, and I like the Paul, I like the Costa matchup. People were talking on Twitter today about that matchup, and I think that makes a lot of sense because Costa just fought uh, Israel, and if Vittori can somehow come out of that victorious, then I think he's definitely a contender. Well, I think he's got Izzy's attention for sure. And what what I love about Marvin Vittori a lot is the fact that his cologne is sponsoring this episode. So. <laughs> We're so lucky. We're so lucky. We're so lucky. Uh, Marvin Vittori, everybody pay attention. You need to pay attention to this fighter. Vittori. And if you haven't watched, if you've not been paying attention, you are now. He, he fought a very, very tough, tough man in Jack Hermanson and did not stop coming. Hey, if you haven't seen this, if you haven't seen this fight, but much less the entire car, just stop what you're doing right now and just go watch it. It's so good. Oh, man. Hey, I am hungry. Hey, this place looks looks good. You want to grab a bite? I could eat. Welcome to Vittori's, the greatest restaurant nobody cared about to this last weekend. Can I offer you a table? Uh, yeah, please, please. Let's do it. Wow, this place is really underappreciated. Crazy. I mean, it, it actually says on the menu, the greatest restaurant you've never heard of until this last weekend. Now, before we get started, allow me to bring you a complimentary order of our not famous but should be famous Vittori bread. This bread has been overlooked many times for no apparent reason, but as of this last weekend, gained some various appreciation from all of our fans who are just now saying that they are fans as of this last weekend. This bread is simple, but the secret of its glory is that the dough gets pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded and pounded by fist for 25 full minutes and still... It rises! Sounds great. I'd love some. <sighs> In the interest of not making this skit too long, I might skip the drink order and move directly to the main course, if you don't mind. Ah, p- perfect. I-, I hate long skits. I can't even believe I agreed to this. Perfecto! This menu has been around a long time, but it's changed a lot this last weekend, not because it's better, but just because some people think it's better as of this last weekend. Mm. I think I'll have the number one, the Adesanya. It looks great and honestly looks pretty hard to beat. Not available! To be honest, this has never been available at Fatori's, but we, we like to make you think it might be one day, so we keep uh, you coming back. Uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, how about you, sir? Mm. I, man, I think I'll have the number five, the, the, the Darren Till. Let's see. Uh, it looks great in the picture, but honestly, I can't understand anything. I read this live before. Cut. Too much laughing. Okay. The Marvin Vittori skit restaurant scene. Take two. Action. Oh, man. I think I'll take the number five, the Darren Till. It looks great in the picture, but honestly, I cannot understand anything this description says. Perfecto! In all honesty, no one can understand what it says, but it's pretty darn good, and it comes with a complimentary, uh, beggars and mash. Maybe I should just let you choose for us. Why are we even here? Perfecto! 
I will bring you each uh, the number 10. This is our Chris Weidman special. This has some issues coming out of the kitchen, but hey, at least, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, no, it's in the top 10. You know, it's a number 10. Oh, man, let's just go to McGregor's. You can get whatever you want over there. Uh, just let me get a Whitaker straight up, no chase. Perfecto! Underrated, underrated, the way it's got to be, you gotta make your point known, even if you disagree, and if a judge likes your answers, you'll win eventually, so overrated, underrated, a game for you and me. Well boys, guess what? It is a Christmas holiday edition of Overrated, Underrated. We got the Christmas season coming up, and we are going to go old school, overrated or underrated, okay, for this first round. It's kind of like... Advent MMA. Okay. okay? So I've I've got some right. <laughs> topics here. Oh. I no idea what that means. Well, I it's like less it. I like everything. It's less you're candles and you don't have to memorize the colors. So it's pretty pretty kind of cool. I don't know what's purple and what's uh pink anymore. I just I can't keep up with that stuff. But anyway, so gentlemen, how this is gonna work is we are gonna go round by round. It is going to be rapid fire, mark. Okay. Rapid fire, meaning you don't have to give a soliloquy every time that I say a topic. Does that make sense? All right. It It sounds like judgment. It It is, but you'll probably win because Wesley made me mad last week. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Overrated, underrated. We'll start with Wesley. Rudolph the Uh, Red-Nosed Reindeer. Overrated or underrated? The the little uh, claymation. Oh, I definitely think he's overrated. He needs to grow up, you know, get some thick skin. Look, everybody gets bullied. And he needs to stop complaining about it. What what a weak, weak reindeer. Overrated. Mm. I'm going to go with underrated, and I think it's a shame that Wesley would pick on someone who has a a, a personal fault about them. I think that's kind of disgusting. And ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Wesley's in favor of hazing, which was uh, not a good thing. I'll, the one thing I'll say to Wesley's point is I thought Santa Claus was a, a bit of a butt in that episode. Yes, I did. I thought he was very rude to Rudolph and kind of a little bit full of himself. And where was Jolly St. Oh Nick God. in this claymation episode? But he was, he was apparently he was beating up Rudolph. But anyway, the Island of Misfits toys will forever have my heart this episode will always be <laughs> underrated uh next mark oh, wait yes, did i win? Did win all right win? mark you're gonna yeah, win okay. uh anyway eggnog mark is it overrated <laughs> or underrated underrated oh oh i was just gonna say because uh, of brandy because you put brandy oh okay <laughs> was uh, that's got all it. i got i don't know I was thinking like the singer Brandy has a song about it, and I was waiting for you to waiting for you to start singing. It's like the only time of the year that you can that you can drink brandy and no one gets mad at you. So I think that's kind of a benefit. Okay, uh, so, Wesley, that's what, what I do got. you think on that? I think drinking eggs is gross, <laughs> and I should win this round because Mark did not sing a song by Brandy. So overrated. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I, I can't even think of a song by Brandy at this point. Uh, both of you lose for making ridiculous points. Wesley, eggs remind <laughs> me of Rocky, and we should always be okay with eggs. And eggnog is delicious without any brandy. Seal Test Eggnog, That's please true. sponsor That's us. True. Anyway, number three, Wesley Edwards. Fruitcake, is it overrated or underrated? You know, Fruitcake. Hey, 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 Trevor. You get a Stockton slap Marvin Vittori edition for being <laughs> rude right there, for not choosing mm. a winner. Perfecto! Okay. Uh, 
Anyway. Marvin Vittori edition. Would that be like a Sicilian slap uh, or something? Fruitcake. Wherever he's from in Italy. <laughs> That's a good point. So fruitcake is overrated because why would anybody put fruit in a cake? That's disgusting. It's, it's overrated? I'm going to go with fruitcake is underrated. Overrated. It's totally underrated. It's a, it's a holiday staple. Everybody, even if you don't eat it, it's it's like something you share. It's something that, that you, it reminds you of family. Reminds you of joy and peace. It reminds you of no, it reminds you of a mistake. It reminds you of your childhood. It says, "Hey, look, I know you. I appreciate you, and I love you." That's what fruitcake does. Fruitcake says, "I want to be a part of your." What life. about the soliloquy or whatever you say there? All right, ding, 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 ding. The round is over. Wrestling, the round's over. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Fruitcake is when you forgot a present and you have to pick one up at the last minute for the secret Santa. So uh, it is a terrible gift and it's a terrible taste. Wesley, you win that round. Congratulations. But Mark, don't worry. I'm sure you'll come through in the end. Yeah, Wesley won that one. I was I was really working for that one hard. I was I was chopping a wood. Number on four, that one. Wesley. Christmas lights on the outside of a house. Underrated or overrated? I'm gonna say. Uh overrated because all of that work to just com- to compete with your neighbor it's just way too much there's there's no reason why you do that in fact i'm just going to drive to the local uh church like rama bible training center that no one's ever heard of that's listening to this <laughs> podcast and drive through their lights and that's that's all i need for, for okay that. mark what you i'm going to say uh i think they're underrated because when my heart finds christmas i hope it finds you too like mm. what is that? Wow. Fine. That That's Harry Connick Jr. That has the spirit of Christmas in it. Right. If you don't want to express your spirit of Christmas and joy out to the world, then I think that you're just honestly just kind of a uh, little less of a person. You know what? I get it. Take it to the inside. Keep it with the family and everything. But what I'm trying to say is, is isn't your life meant to be a shining light to the world? Mm. Mark, That's that was fantastic. Christmas lights. That was fantastic. You saying Wesley apparently doesn't like joy for children to go by and look at people's houses at night. So, Wesley, you lose that round. Uh, hey, can I just ask a question? Sure. Did, didn't you say at the beginning of this that no, no long explanations? I'm trying to be short and honor what you said mm-hmm. as the moderator and judge of mm. honor. Mark, is, Mark, for the last two rounds, has talked for, feels like 10 minutes. That's mm. a good point, Wes. And well, the it last, is a good point. The one before that I lost, but either way, but the, but that is a good point. But I will also say that he's talking again. It's going to be stifled by the rules of this game. I don't. I don't think that any of us can really feel like winners at the end of it. So let's just let's just let let, okay. let, let Trevor be be the judge that he is. Wesley, I'm going to give you a bonus round because I stopped listening to Mark at like halfway through his last sentence. So that was good. <laughs> Thank you, Wesley. I'm going to start with you on this one. Uh, this is this is not necessarily a Christmas question, but it was around Christmas time back in the day. The UFC used to do six hours of the UFC on New Year's Eve. It was that overrated or underrated, right. Wesley? Hey, look, I started this podcast off with my dissertation on how much i love the sport it's absolutely underrated because they always put on the best six hours the best fights that you could possibly get at the time and why not i'm gonna turn it on i'm, I'm gonna be up anyway gotta watch it underrated what do you think okay. mark okay i'm gonna go with quickly semi quickly dreams <laughs> <laughs> i am feeling the dreams of a generation I believe in you and me and Wes wins. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Six hours of the UFC was completely <laughs> underrated. This was before the uh, you, YouTube really existed, and we could catch up on all the great fights throughout the year. Fight Pass wasn't even a thought, so a lot of fights you might have missed throughout the year. And, uh, yeah, fantastic. All right, next one. College football bowl games, Mark. Overrated or underrated? Are we past these things? Where are we at on this? Oh, no. I am so, listen, 100% overrated. Listen, there is 75 bowl games, 217 teams. Nobody knows who's win- who wins. Nobody knows who loses. I'm the number one team in the country. Are you really? Except I'm the number one team, except I'm not the number one team. It's so confusing. It's almost like it's boxing. Not quite as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, you're not going to win this, but what do you got? But pretty much the same thing. Uh, first of all, that was a great line. I got to give it to Mark on the whole boxing line. That was good. But let's just put it in perspective. Justin Timberlake, a hey for that. (laughs) Let's just put it into perspective, Mark. It's completely underrated because without those bowl games, App State would not be bowl champions multiple times over. You want to take that away from Appalachian State? Oh, then take it away, Mark. I want to give Appalachian State take your take those bowl games away from App State. Trevor's favorite. football team who also happens to <laughs> have my family playing for them who's won multiple bowl games but instead you would love to take that take those rings away from them by all means take them away no, i want to give them the opportunity to actually be a national champion it's something that you don't no, care but about. I care about caleb and i care ding, about because Trevor. corruption ding 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 <laughs> actually appalachian state was a three-time national champion when they were in the football subdivision so we've actually already done that three times oh and, yes and uh wesley mentioned appalachian state which was fantastic even though the bowl games make no sense they aren't regionally sensitive and they have no kind of formula whatsoever and only allow four teams to compete for a championship it is ridiculous but wesley said appalachian state he obviously wins and wins another bonus <laughs> round for saying appalachian state all right here we go oh wow <laughs> mark didn't see that <laughs> i coming. did not see what? that coming i thought i had it in the back I, I, I thought you I did too bag. that was a really good point all right wesley the nutcracker and i'm not talking about an old keith hackney fight <laughs> is it overrated or underrated <laughs> Oh, God. oh, yes. Stop the presses. That oh, line, Lord. Trevor, is you win. You win this round. On the- oh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, look. Look, I don't even know about the Nutcracker. I've never watched it. Here's the thing, though. Uh-huh. Part two, a.k.a. Keith Acne and Joe Sando. Joe Sando is in prison for doing some really bad things, and he deserved to be hit in that spot yes. so nutcracker part two and ufc four the very first fight of the night yeah I, i'm i'm gonna say it's it's it, the, the original is overrated but the part two's underrated because uh, he deserved that keith hackney all the way has nothing to do with what Absolutely. you said what do you think mark i don't how did i'm not <laughs> i'm lost at what we're talking about am i talking about the nutcracker have you seen have you seen the nutcracker mark have you heard that song da 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 I've actually been to see it live, but I will tell you this. I will tell you this to to bring it more to to a little bit more of like an actual current event. I thought that uh, one thing that was a little bit uh, missed in this uh, last weekend's fight was how many times Hill decided he was going to uh, uh, be 
be the Nutcracker on uh, OSP. Um, I think it was like three times in the first Ooh, round before, that's a good point. before that was like pulled out. And, uh, you know, since we're just talking about Nutcrackers, it's literally the only thing that I can think of to connect that to MMA. It's That's it. That's <laughs> all I have to connect that to MMA. But I did notice it, and it really bothered me this last week. UFC 4. Mark, that was UFC a valiant four. effort. Oh, anyway, Wesley okay. obviously won that round. Thank you, Wes, for uh, reminiscing about <laughs> one of the greatest At least give me that I tried. In MMA history. Mark, you make me <laughs> laugh. So me. I'm giving you half a round just for participating. Here we go. <laughs> uh, whatever question we're on, I've lost count, and I don't feel like counting again. Tank Abbott in a white beard playing Santa Claus. If we saw that in the mall, Wesley, would that be overrated or underrated? Well, as an avid MMA fan, if I saw Tank Abbott playing anything, I would probably cry and be grateful that I was near him. Much like I was when I saw Ivan Koloff. He, these are my celebrities. These are my celebrities. So yes. Tank Abbott could be playing the star role in the Nutcracker, and I would cry. Okay, so wait. Tank underrated, Abbott. Underrated. Underrated. Tank Abbott is Santa Claus in the mall. Right. If you saw that, would that be underrated or overrated? I would pretend like it's overrated, and then I would pick a fight. I would give everybody who knew who Tank Abbott was in that mall an opportunity to see whether or not he still got some skin in the game. Wow. Yeah, I'd say straight up, I'd sit on his lap and say, I want some inline rollerblades, and are you ready to move some hands around, cowboy, as we're about to do this? Then I would slap him. All right. Hey. <laughs> I, I forfeit. I forfeit yeah, this that's, round. That's, that's too good, Mark. That's, you definitely, definitely win that. And you round. know what? I saw, I saw. They're going to videotape fight. it, right? And you guys would get to see it. You know, someone's going to pull that iPhone out and start recording. <laughs> I saw, and I'm, I'm going to lose it. I'll take that loss. I'll take the dive. Even when I thought I was. Well, I don't know, Mark. I saw him fight Scott Ferrozo in the backyard, and what, what was slightly worse than uh, Tyson <laughs> and Jones Jr. But anyway. <laughs> I stepped on a Lego the other day, <laughs> fell over in the kitchen, and knocked myself out. I'm telling you, old man going to win. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. Uh, next round. Mark, we're going to start with you. You get a present that you have to wear. Is it overrated or underrated? This is an easy one. A present that you have to wear. A present that I have to wear? Um, that's underrated. That means that someone loved me enough to give me a gift that they thought that I would appreciate and be able to show the world on my own body. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Wes? It's a, never mind. Wes, go ahead. You win. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a, <laughs> that was really, it's, it came out really weird when I said it. Yeah, it's overrated because they didn't think, that they couldn't even think for themselves, so they went to Walmart and got you some sort of gift. Oh, they couldn't, okay. even, couldn't even think about it. Except yeah, what horrible. it was was a, a John Hess embroidered scarf. What? <laughs> no, no, no. That, that, what? <laughs> what? It says Safta on it. <laughs> That's right. Trevor, oh, who wins man. this round? We are we are we are gonna push that. Wesley was almost gonna win, but we're gonna push this and whoever wins the next round gets two rounds. That was very good, Mark. <laughs> Homemade fudge, Wesley, overrated or underrated? Underrated. Come on. That's that if that's all you served uh across the the, the, the every Christmas party, I'm I'm in. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Homemade fudge, whatever, whenever I'm right. in. What do you think, Mark? Underrated. Oh, I'm going to say uh, homemade fudge in general might be underrated, but my daughter makes fudge that's homemade, and I would say that it's definitely underrated, and it has my mm. heart. 
That was great, oh, Mark. My you definitely gosh. win both the rounds, that last round and this round, since it was a push. And that leads us to, by my calculations, a tie. So we have a bonus question. All right. Oh. Wesley, you got to pick a Grinch in mixed martial arts. Just one. Who's the Grinch? If we're going to play a movie, we got to cast somebody. Just mixed martial arts. Who's playing the Grinch? Who is it? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, that's a that's a good Thank question. You. I came. He's a mean one, Mister Grinch. Come on, Wesley. You real? Who do you are a heel? <laughs> I would say Gilbert. I would say Gilbert Vale or Ivale, however you say his last name. Oh, good pick. That is fantastic, Wes. That was that. I didn't expect that at all because he eye poked every yep. opponent that he ever fought. Yep. Uh, he fought dirty. He he low blowed everybody. Uh, he was just a dirty fighter. And I think here's the reason even more is really he just wanted acceptance. So he did things to get attention. But see, it was it was diverted in the wrong direction, much like the Grinch who stole Christmas. Uh, Gilbert Gilbert Ivel and Don Fry still can't Don Fry still can't see straight from those eye pokes. So there you go. <laughs> All right, Mark. Ooh. Okay, you gotta. You I'm gotta gonna come. go with uh, uh, Nick Diaz. Okay. You ask yourself why, and I tell you why. Because he seems like a bad guy, and he seems like he wants to push the envelope, and he seems like he wants to tear everything down. But at the end of the day, what he really cares about is the fans, and he cares about the sport. And to that point, let me just say this. At the end of the day, if mixed martial arts was Christmas, how many people do you want to put the star at the top of that tree? My answer to you, sir, is real simple. It's going to be a Diaz. Mm, He's got a heart of joy, peace, and yeah. compassion. And you know what? Man, congratulations. Congratulations, weed. Mark. Mm, that's not relevant. But anyway, yeah, that's a good point. You know, at the end of the movie, the Grinch has a heart that turns. And Wesley, I don't think Gilbert was definitely a villain, but I don't think that he can turn at the end like the Grinch did. So, Mark, I think mm-hmm. you win. Congratulations on the first Christmas edition of the My MMA podcast. Congratulations. You, you don't win a championship belt. You win a halo. Congratulations. Can I ask you guys a question, though? Can I ask you guys a question? When has Nick Diaz been a villain? I appreciate that. He's never been a villain. He's always a villain. And let me also say no. something else. No, he's, he's a fan favorite. You even said he's a fan favorite. He's not a villain. He started brawls. Wesley, he started brawls in the middle of the ring several times, right? And all the... Yeah, but the fans ate it up and loved him for it. They didn't... I want to say something else. My daughter you him. You loved him. has never made fudge. I made that completely up to try to win that round. And it worked. <laughs> wow. I just wanted to tell you guys oh. that guy now. Um, but that wow. is cheated, how committed I am. That's how committed I am to winning because I'm a mean one. <laughs> Mr. Grinch. <laughs> yes. Oh. That's how winners win, Wes. Not how losers lose. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> With, the, with all the Christmas love. <laughs> we got a pay-per-view this weekend. Do not miss it. Mark, take us out. All right. As always, we are super grateful to everyone who takes the time to listen to the show. We absolutely love feedback and engagement. So please give us your thoughts, and specifically if you have any topics 
ideas that you would like to hear about, please let us know on the My MMA Podcast Facebook page. And also, please take a minute to rate us on Apple, Spotify, or your platform of choice. It helps people find us and honestly helps us make us feel good about ourselves too. We will be back next week for more fun and banter. We look forward to seeing you all then. We love you all, the My MMA Podcast Nation. Have a great week. Stay healthy out there. And remember, I swear to you, my daughter has no idea how to make fudge. That was for you, Wes. Still, I still win. I win. That's fine. If you... You're, you're like that. You're like the fighter that wins because you used PEDs. Mm-hmm. Not cool. And, I, and Mark, yep. I, I'm telling you what. It was some of these fans may not touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. <laughs> <laughs>